Hello everyone and welcome to the Open College podcast series. On this episode we have Dara Byrne from Prioritising Mum, formerly Mammy Hub. This one I took a step back from while Mary discussed all things parents and how to cope while you're studying at the same time. A good listen to those who are parents but also some nice tips in there in general for those who might be interested. So without delaying much longer here's Mary talking to Dara Byrne. Hello everyone. Uh, so this is Mary McGlynn back again. Um, I'm the careers advisor for the Open College and today we're going to do a podcast with a very interesting woman called Dara Quinn. Um, she runs a very helpful platform for mammies on Facebook called the Mammy Hub and it's a space for mammies and any parent really to connect you know in any way they can support one another you know provide helpful tips and advice and all things mammy really um, and she runs lots of talks with professionals about different things uh, relating to parenthood which is which is brilliant I found it really really helpful um, in the past uh, you know to know that there's other mammies and parents out there sort of in the same boat as you when you have a problem you know and you make really really good connections and there's so much helpful advice and information and videos on there um, and uh, Dara's also completing lots of courses as well you know she's doing a course in life coaching uh, and neurology as well and there's a course in fertility as well but you can talk us through all of those um, I suppose as we go along and she's also a busy mammy as well to a little a wee girl uh, so you know um, a lot of our students Dara as I spoke to you before be um, busy mammies as well like we have a very high percentage um, of our students that, that are parents so I just thought, you know, it's something that hasn't really been spoken about before, uh, you know, the pressures of parenthood while trying to study. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's something that I come across as an advi- a careers manager all the time talking to students that mummies, daddies become overwhelmed, you know, and they reach breaking point much quicker uh, because of the workload that they have, you know, and they don't realise it. You know, when they say, yes, this course is great, oh, I can do this, I can fit it in, they don't realise the work that's involved and then they kind of, you know, have a kind of a breakdown in the middle of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that, that's not really spoken about um, and I thought that you you would be just perfect for this because you're kind of doing everything. You've gone through, you know, a lot as well. So, um, right, so look enough about me do you just want to start off maybe Dara by tell me exactly you know what you do in regards to your online platforms and your courses and and, and all of that uh, what do I do I, I suppose you had mentioned that it was um, the mammy hub which it had been up until about oh two or three months ago mm-hmm. and um, I changed to um, prioritizing mom which is what it's called now. I suppose you were saying that I have been through uh, my different courses. I have the practitioner uh, diploma course, so I've just completed that. And as you said, I'm a mammy, so I'm trying to balance all of that. And I suppose I've realized <laughs> that it isn't quite possible to balance everything all the time. And like you were mentioning that uh, a lot of people, they get into something and maybe our expectations on what it would be like or how much we can do when we didn't um, kind of plan for a pandemic in the middle of it all too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just trying to, I think my biggest learning over 
everything that I've been doing is the what uh, I was walking with a friend the other day and we came up excuse me <coughs> with the idea of um the word ebb and flow in that energy boundaries and balance and that there is the and the flow as in being in the moment and going with what things are each day and the different expectations that are put on ourselves and that the biggest thing definitely for me is where I've been putting my energy and what's important and the prioritizing mom I suppose came it was the idea of putting you back into mom so that like the individual because I know we had mentioned before about talking about mom guilt or boundaries or different things like that and I suppose that's just where I am at my life stage now so the mommy hub had kind of been about the connecting about and I, I suppose I kind of felt that it was maybe getting a bit too too big and I'm kind of been reading a lot of Brené Brown and different things and the idea of being the authentic self and and then the coaching as well you learn about you know we've spoken about this before your 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 values and your beliefs and representations of you and I suppose it just wasn't sitting right with me anymore because it was bigger than what I was able to give or what energy I was able to bring to it or how much I could do with balancing everything that's going on at the minute. Yeah, I tend to go off topic and I'll do that a lot, but I, guess, I think I answered the question some of the time. Oh yeah, Dara, no, that, that's yeah. brilliant. Um, and yeah, so you so you mentioned so many different things there. Yeah. Um, and I suppose you 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 said that you kind of had to stop and reflect and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose what would be the best sort of advice for our students that are finding it very kind of, you know, difficult, you know, to to, to prioritize everything like what. How do you prioritize, or what, what what does it mean to you? What is I suppose it's what's important to me. And when I think about if what I'm doing is fun, am I enjoying it? Is it what I want to be doing? And what are my goals? What do I want to achieve from it? As well as trying to balance everything else that's going on in my life. Like when we think if we were in the middle of a or if the, God forbid if there was a hurricane or if there was a fire what would be the three things that you'd grab it wouldn't be your textbook it wouldn't be yeah those things you know it would be you it would be your partner or your children or who are your dog or whoever you're living with and just bringing it back to what what's important and if what you're doing if you're enjoying it I suppose yes and no they seem like such small things but it, I and the idea of self-regulation I'm checking in with myself and seeing am I still enjoying this and if the answer is yes, then keep going. And if it's no, then kind of reflecting on why and uh, what I can do differently to, to change that. And whether it's something I want to continue doing or the idea of it's right for me, like if it feels right right now, if it's the right thing to be doing, because maybe it mightn't be right for right now. And I might have taken on a bit more than I can do or if it's the idea of sometimes something's got to give, like if you think about yourself trying to balance 20 million balls in the air it's not it's not possible so it's just looking at bringing that down and making it smaller and a step to balance things a bit more yeah yeah so I suppose it's about what you'd mentioned before it's about stopping because I know uh, from my own personal experience when I was working and I was a mommy and I was doing my psychotherapy course and I was doing a lot of traveling over and back mm. I sure I, I I just I had 
reached kind of, I burnt out mm. completely. And I suppose the mistake I, I did was I didn't stop and just think and just go, right, okay, you know, is, is what I'm doing benefiting anybody here? You know, uh, is what I'm doing beneficial to me? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, is it, you know, and I just, you know, I went through the whole thing. I got out the other side, but I wasn't a very good um, uh, version of myself at the end. Like, I just, I couldn't really do much at all. I just had to rest and I was more snappy towards people. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't really want to work because I was just so tired. You know, I was getting up in the morning going, oh my goodness, how am I going to how am I supposed to go into work today? I'm just exhausted like, you know, mm-hmm. and pushing yourself. Pushing yourself and pushing mm-hmm. yourself and, and thinking that this is this is actually what's expected from you. This is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing when really no, it's not as what kind of society has mm. put on your shoulders. You know, you have to be doing this and you have to be, and you have to show up for this and you have to be, you know, this amazing mother and you have to be this amazing person at work and you have, you know, you can't, you can't get everything, you know, right. And that that's what I find. I'm totally agreeing with you there. Like we should really stop if you're feeling in any way like that before it gets out of hand stop and just think right what can I actually do here you know if you defer your course for a while the whole the world's not going to end you know if you take a break if you just you know as you mentioned prioritize by and your and your boundaries like if you say it starts saying no um, and putting yourself first before it gets to that stage before the body makes you say no yeah yeah, yeah. And and have you had that before, Dara? How has your body told you um, to, uh, no, to just stop? <laughs> well, I know for me, normally, if I start getting, uh, like, you know, the ear nose, like anything ENT or UTI or anything like that, that my body's yeah. like, okay, I'm giving you a bit of a warning sign now. And it's interesting, I've started, like, because I would have been looking into the idea of, of trauma and different things because of my own experiences with them. Um, with IVF and with uh, pregnancy and different things and just the idea of trauma and storing it in the body and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big massive trauma it can just it's our perception of trauma and the idea that that if we don't say no to things if we're not kind of self-regulating and looking at the idea of what we're saying no to or what we're not saying yes to then that our body starts saying no for us whether it's in something not as necessarily as small as a sore throat, but it can manifest in the organs in the body and start becoming more serious too if we're not paying attention to what our bodies are, are telling us and what we need. Like you're talking about burnout and I remember there was one day and I was lying on the couch and it was like, okay, if I'm listening to my body, it's screaming. Will you please stop? I'm so, so tired. You know that feeling where you just feel like bursting into tears because you're literally just beyond exhaustion and that's when they're like okay and something's got to give here now and I've I've been pushing and pushing and like you were saying what are we pushing for or what are are we doing it for and um, stopping and thinking about that and where's the fun gone or where's the enjoyment gone do you know when so yeah so many times we don't do it back because like you're saying the expectations that we perceive society are putting on us or whether they actually are putting them on us are the stories that we tell ourselves around what we should or shouldn't be doing or what's right or wrong or what's important and what's not important instead of really like reflecting and thinking okay is this really important and is what I'm thinking true 
Yeah, yeah. Because when you're, is, is what you're thinking true is right, you know, because when you're in that kind of state, when you're in that burnout state, um, when you're, you know, even not burnout, like whenever you're just, you know, tired, yeah. um, when you're in that emotional state, you kind of think more negatively and sort of everything become, becomes kind of catastrophe, you know, you catastrophize everything like this is terrible and oh, I have a headache and oh God, I have to get up early in the morning, or, you know, and I, you know, if you don't, if you look after yourself um, and, you, you, you know, you, you really you don't have these thoughts, you don't catastrophize, and it's just very, it's very simple, you know, um, try to, to look after yourself, but it isn't simple, I know, it isn't simple when, 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 when you're when it's, like that. <laughs> it's a simple thought, but it's not simple yeah. in real life, yeah, 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 yeah. To put into action, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the knowing and the being is one thing, it's the doing bit, I think, that a lot of people struggle, you're like, oh, I know I should stop, or I know I should take it easy, but you don't. And what or why aren't you or what's really going on that you don't stop? Or sometimes we can be doing things like especially now, like I've been listening to different podcasts and there is the idea that people are taking on projects <clears throat> and lots of different projects so that they're keeping busy so that, you know, they're not thinking maybe or dealing with or processing different things that are going on because they're focusing their energy into that. But it's still there and it's bubbling under the surface and it's, and it's eventually going to come to the top. So it's like you're saying before you reach the overwhelm, if we're doing more regular processing, our self-regulation, our our conscious attention to our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings and processing what's going on, that we have a better chance of not reaching the burnout because we're being more aware, more regularly for what's going on for us. That's great. Um, some yeah, some great information there. And Dara, is there any tips you could give sort of our students um, on how to do that kind of? Because I know it's happened to you, you know, and it's ha- I would say it's happened to the majority of of people that's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose is there any kind of tips you can give somebody to kind of go right? Let's let's just stop and think about this. Like, what should they do in regards to you know, maybe setting some boundaries up, or maybe how to put aside some me time, you know, anything like that? Um, I suppose we had talked before about the idea of, um, like, valuing ourselves. And mm-hmm. like, if you think, okay, I have a doctor's appointment at 12 o'clock, and um, you're going to be there at 12 o'clock because, one, you're paying for it, and, two, we see doctors as someone important, and they're going to help us, so why don't we put a value in ourselves and our, on our own time and taking time out for ourselves or, or relaxing or going easier on ourselves. And I'm trying to, I think now I've gone off in a tangent, so you'll have to remind me of the, the question again that you're saying tips on how to. How to kind of look back, I suppose, prioritise yourself be, be, before reaching burnout. Uh, well, I suppose for me it comes back to where I'm putting my energy and what important to me and does it make me happy and does it what is it what I want to be doing like I suppose I always try and steer away from giving advice as such it's more that this is my experience and Mm -hmm. this is what worked for me and it's me stopping and I suppose my biggest light bulb is like when someone said to me what do you want and I I was completely like blindsided by that question. It seems like such a small question, but you're just like, I think I broke down into tears and I go, I actually don't know. 
I'm so mm-hmm. tired. I've been going, 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 going the whole time. And mm-hmm. I've never once stopped and said in the thick of all of this, what do I actually want? What do I want to achieve? And I, th- I don't know, maybe for, for me, it was it was a huge revelation. So I think sometimes if people just stop and actually ask themselves, what what do I want? What makes yeah. me happy? What's important? And mm-hmm. answering those questions and then doing something about it. Yeah, and and it's it's all and the reason I think we get uh, very kind of um, taken aback by that question is because mm-hmm. we're always working towards what other people want. Mm-hmm. So we're always you look at your schedule every day and it's mostly for other people, really, isn't yeah. it? You know, you're getting up, you're looking after your children, your family, then you're doing your work. Mm-hmm then you know you're you're doing you know whatever it is in the afternoon and and it's mostly for for other people and i suppose prioritizing yourself um i suppose but what i find helpful is having a schedule you know every day and saying right yes i'll get up in the morning but you know at, at a set time during work i'll um you know during my just before lunchtime i'll have maybe 10 15 minutes exercise meditation or you know whatever it may be um just just so i can get my time even just to just just to have just a maybe a 15 minute relaxing period whatever it is you know to myself um and then, you know, after work as well, to just have maybe 20 minutes to half an hour, just time out again um, to do whatever it is. It doesn't have to be the same thing every single day. It's just whatever you enjoy doing. And that's a bit remembering, I suppose, what you enjoy doing and to make sure. And that that little break um, of, of, of minding me, looking after myself, really makes the world of difference. It changes your energy and it and it's filling your cup and then in turn that affects people around you too because if you're happier in yourself or if you're giving yourself what you need or if you have better energy that's like energy is huge mm-hmm. if you if you look at neuroscience and the whole systems and that we're not just one person we're others and our environment and our relationship so we're putting that energy out into the environment too it's like when you walk into a room and if you're you're grumpy or you're tired or whatever way you want to call it other people are going to pick up on that too and that energy is being brought into the room I'm not saying that we have to be happy or jolly or whatever all the time but you know I suppose if we all were taking more time to mind ourselves or like you're saying it doesn't have to be like a weekend retreat which we can't do at the moment which is you know it can be the five or the ten minutes because you're just giving yourself like you're valuing yourself enough to give yourself that, yeah. that time, yeah. which a lot of a lot of the time we don't. Like people are working from home at the moment, and some people aren't even stopping for lunch. Or there's no yeah. boundaries of when they switch off. They're still answering work emails at eleven o'clock at night. Do you know, the, there's no sense of of boundaries because, like you're saying, the external expectations that were that a lot of the time maybe we are putting on ourselves because we think other people's are thinking what they're thinking and they're not at all because a lot of the time we aren't communicating or we aren't having conversations around how each other are feeling or what's going on for each other it's probably even more difficult now because it's all behind screens and there isn't that chance to have the opportunity to to read a person's energy or their body language or listen to what they're not saying 
Oh, definitely. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought screens and stuff up because, and it's the expectation thing again, you know, when you're looking on uh, the different platforms and you're looking at all these happy people, oh, you know, and they're having a, their gardens look perfect, their family life look perfect, you know, they look brilliant, they look happy, everything. And you think, oh, geez, why is everybody else happy except me? When I guarantee, like, People, I would say, take on average about 15 to 20 photographs and they have to just pick out the best one. You know, you're not going to upload one that you're not happy with. No. You know, can yeah, I imagine we put up our screaming child or the meltdown or the bad yeah, hair not- day or the big spot that we have or, you know, no one. Yeah. Yeah. People don't want to see it either. We're all just trying to keep our head above water at the minute. But it definitely doesn't help if people are only... Um, putting up the, the good side of things I think there probably needs to be a balance in some way yeah the connection the true proper connection is, is definitely lacking at the minute yeah yeah and well thank goodness at the, at the minute anyway um, there's been announcements that you know the lockdown is um, gonna come to an end hopefully by the end of the summer and yeah. you know people people are gonna have so much more control back of their lives and you'll see it's gonna make such a difference to people and um, but I suppose they need to then control how they um, sort of run their lives and in, in, in regards to looking after themselves as well yes you can do way more things looking after yourself but you know, whatever you do, don't run yourself into the ground again. You know, the way it used to be um, before the lockdown, even everybody was just running around, um, really like a hamster on a, on a wheel, running, running, getting nowhere, like running, <laughs> running, running. I could just see it in everybody, you know. So as long as you don't get back to that. And I think, you know, because of lockdown, everybody has really had to look at themselves and look at their lives. And, you know, hopefully they'll see that what was going on before wasn't really working for the majority of people, especially with, with lots of responsibilities, uh, you know, as well as having a family. So, you know, hopefully we'll come out the other side um, with a, a sort of a more equal way of looking at how to work and how to look after ourselves and our family, do you know? Yeah, definitely. I suppose it's just not worrying about what other people are doing or what other people are thinking. It's mm. more about what's important to me what's important to my family, what's right for me and what's right for my family. And that being your main focus in that, like we've had all this time and we've been locked away for for probably over a year now at this stage. And like you say, we've had a lot of time to think about things, but not everyone's been able to do that, but maybe they've kept themselves busy and don't want, I suppose at the start, you know, we're in a pandemic and you go into adrenaline, but adrenaline only lasts. For so long and then that's why kind of burnout has been happening and different things because we can only stay going you know adrenaline kind of gets you through shorter periods and this, this has been a very very long period so people are at the stage where they are burnt out now and they are they have had enough and maybe even going back into society for the want of a better word again when we haven't been around people when we haven't had to, to dress up so to speak or, or mind our appearance maybe as much as we we normally would and even just going back into social situations and the anxiety mm-hmm. that there can be around that in that you know when do we stop feeling like we have to be two meters away from anyone or when we can start hugging or when we can have you know I think there are a lot of things that are swimming around in, in people's heads that maybe we're not talking about as well but, but yeah. it's there in the background so 
that people have to process as well. Well, without sounding yeah. too much doom and gloom, but it but it still is there, and I know I've thought about it sometimes. Well, well, definitely, and I mean the funny thing is, uh, what uh, there's social anxiety now going back into back back out into the world because mm-hmm. it happened to me a few times. You know, I was in I was in uh, the shop getting groceries one time. That actually happened quite a few times you know, in the shop or, you know, we're quite close to Phoenix Park. So we would go to the, I bring the, I bring um, my wee man to the the, the play area there and there'd be loads of people there and I'd be like, oh my God. I start to get really, really nervous and anxious and, you know, not wanting people too close and then you'd be too close to people and you'd be panicking and then you'd be panicking about your your child very close to other children. And, you know, there definitely is that social anxiety there, you know, so that's another thing we're going to have to get over and, you know, work on, I suppose, whenever we, we, we go back out into society again, you know, because we've just evolved to being sort of, you know, that that distance apart from people. We've gotten used to that now. Now we have to, 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 to transform again into this other, not, you know, it's okay to go back again. We have to evolve back there again. Mm. So, yeah, you're transitioning. It's a, it's a difficult transition the past God, the past year and a half now, haven't it been yeah. like you know, many, many transitions there? Now we have to transition back. So totally agree with you there, Dara. And it's even transitioning forward as opposed to because I think things probably we're never going back to the way things are. It is the the new yeah. normal, so to speak, and the sense of the unknown. And it's just how how we adapt to that and how yeah. we be kind to each other. Because I don't know if you've noticed lately at the start, people were really kind of conscious of each other and like oh sorry sorry and they step away whereas now people are are so snappy and angry and sure they're fed up and burnt out and frustrated <laughs> and exhausted and like when we think of god that person was so angry or whatever but like if we think about anger sometimes it can be more about sadness or it can be about exhaustion or it can be about different things so it's just I suppose, being being kinder to ourselves and kinder to each other while we figure out how we adjust to things going going forward yeah and uh yeah and there is actually um there's different there's different stages to the, the to the pandemic on, on our emotions mm. and we are right slap bang in the middle of it, the anger stage because everybody has just had enough and you know i do find that a lot of you know um students that i'm talking to would be a lot more kind of you know irritated at things and yeah. Even people I talked to in general, even over the phone, they're they're more angry and irritated by everything because patience and tolerance is a lot lower. Because there's yeah. just nothing left. People are just defeated. People are just defeated. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of stuck in the house. Your mind, your brain is just full up with worry instead of being you know filled up with your your activities of life we haven't been able to do that so it's been just filled up with worry so that's definitely you know that that's definitely had a knock-on effect on people's well-being mental health how they're feeling at the minute which is why you know it's great that that we've received some good news now that we're you know in stages we can see that light now at the end of the tunnel and it's getting brighter you know and which, which which is great. Um, one thing I want to ask you about is boundaries, because mm-hmm. uh, I find a lot of students, um, you know, they say, right, no, I, I said I would do this and I said yes to that. And I, I told that person down the road I'd help them with that. You know, how do you go about setting boundaries with, with, with people and saying no and 
actually, you know, setting aside time for yourself? Or does boundaries mean something else to you? Is there other things we can do there? Well, I suppose boundaries, there's like internal boundaries and there's external boundaries. And the internal is the idea of what I had mentioned earlier about, is this something that I want to do? Does it sit right with my values? Is it what I believe in? Is it important to me? Do I have the energy? to do this and if I'm saying no why am I saying no and if I'm saying yes why am I saying yes and mm-hmm. you know I suppose sometimes you have to think maybe if it's family and if someone's important and you really really want to say no but you are weighing out whether that person really really needs you to just do that thing on this one-off occasion and it, it, it's only for a short period of time and the boundaries around that is that okay I don't really want to be doing this, but this person really needs me to be doing it. And it's only I've agreed that the boundary is that it's only for a day or a week or a month or whatever it is. And that's my boundary that I'm setting, that even though I don't really want to be doing it, that that person is important to me or I care about that person. And I know that that person really needs it. But the boundary Mm -hmm. is that I'm only doing it for a certain amount of time. And then after that time that I stop because that's what I've agreed with myself. And then I think that has definitely what's helped me because I have said in my mind okay I don't want to be doing it but I'm helping someone I love but I have set a boundary in that I'm only doing it for a specific amount of time because that's how much energy I can give to that person without depleting my own energy. That's that's a really really good tip there actually Um, because you know it's not a matter of just saying no you know if it's a person that you know you really care for it's okay to help them but just for a certain amount of time so that you can look after yourself also you know which is great so you know if somebody asks you to do something um oh yeah definitely I can help you with that but I can only maybe help you once or twice with that because I have so much more on and that's that's been assertive that's a nice way of doing it actually um so that's a nice reminding yourself and the person and that's I suppose what you're putting out there is what is what people expect. Like the whole idea of boundaries is that you're you're setting boundaries so that people know where how far not necessarily how far to push, but how much I suppose just boundaries in general in that okay, this is what the person's giving and asking anything outside of that. And sometimes people will push the boundaries, but if it gets to the end of that month and they say, Look, I you're saying, Okay, I'm too tired now or I have different things that I have to be doing and and stopping at that and the person realizing okay she really means or he really means that the month is the month and that's it so I know when they say something whereas if you it goes on for a year then you're going to get frustrated and angry because one you haven't stuck to your boundaries and the other person has crossed it but how can they know like if we don't talk to people and we don't tell them they're not mind readers either yeah. We don't know what's going on for people or what situation they're in, and they mightn't be aware enough of that they are. Not necessarily taking you for granted or pushing you, but if we don't set those boundaries, they don't know to work with us within those boundaries either. So it works both ways, I guess. I think, yeah, and that's another good point. You know, the, the, the person asking you to do something doesn't realise they can't they can't automatically know what's going on in your life. Like, they can't but she's got all this, they don't know what's going on in your personal life and everything. So it's a matter of just saying, look, I have this, this on at the minute. Maybe I can help you maybe further down the line or maybe I can just help you for a while. And and, and then I need, you know, my time back or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So some really, really good points there, um, Dara. Um, 
I suppose what I want to ask about next is uh, something that all parents have had um, uh, so many times is mommy guilt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you're talking about here? I've never had that. <laughs> you, you, you've mommy guilt every single day about something or other, don't you? You do. You do. I suppose when it's at the start of it and maybe if you're a parent for the first time and you're in that crazy fog at the start of it where you're so exhausted or hormones or different changes are adapting to parenthood or adapting to new relationships or the fact that you have to continuously put another person in front of you all the time. And I suppose when we think of, of guilt, it's the idea that we've done something bad or that we've done something wrong and we haven't done anything bad or we haven't done anything wrong so Mm. why are we feeling guilty and it comes back again to saying like what stories are we telling ourselves or what expectations are we putting on ourselves or what perceived expectations are maybe actual expectations that society are putting on us and kind of again just going back into your own backyard and what important to you or what's real or what you're actually telling yourself and when it comes to guilt should when you get through the stage where you're not exhausted or tired when you can actually start to process do I need to be feeling guilty and what's the guilt really about or is it about that I don't feel that I'm good enough or am I not doing it right or do I feel I'm going to damage or affect my child mentally in some way by not doing whatever I'm doing and like you say so and so down the road does it this way and she has it all together and look at her on social media and I should be able to do the same whereas like you were saying if we sit down and have conversations with each other and we're more honest and open about what parenting our mother our father or whatever way you want to call it is actually like that we kind of go god yeah it's really hard and what are we all feeling guilty about or what expectations are we putting on ourselves Oh, definitely. And uh, it's like, you know, um, I always try because I'll give you a, a like a, a, an example. Mm. Yesterday, um, you know, my son was was, you know, it's kind of mommy and, and, and my son's day on a Thursday and we mm. do loads together. And he said oh, he really missed crash today. And then straight away I felt guilty. Oh, my goodness, I mustn't be keeping him uh, busy. I must. He must be bored with me. I know. I'm not doing enough with it. You know, he wants the crash. And, you know, then I thought back and I said, do you know, if that was a friend coming to me now and they said, oh, you know, my, my son said this, you know, and he wants, you know, I'm not doing enough. I'd be saying to them, of course, you're doing everything. You know, you're actually you're doing everything for your son. You know, so why are you thinking like that? So you kind of have to ask yourself if that was a friend coming to you. You know, what, what would you say to them? You take yourself out of that black and white way of thinking, yeah. either one way or the next. No, 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 it's not. And it's, uh, yeah. And it's, you know, the devil on your shoulder. It's like you're doing this wrong, doing that wrong. Like, what would your best friend tell you? You're not doing it wrong. You're actually doing it right. You're, you're doing your you're doing the best you can with you're what doing, you've got. Yeah. Exactly. With what, and if you, can do, if you can do the best that you can, that's that's actually... The, you know that's that that's actually the best that you can do you know so how you're feeling or whatever way your energy is or whatever else is going on for you you know when when I became a parent I was completely blindsided by the whole 
my own childhood and all the different things that come up and the way my relationship had been with with my mother or my father or with my own siblings and all the things okay I'm not going to do it this way because I felt this way but we don't they're all just perceptions and there are feelings and there are stuff and there are story as opposed to that my child is a new template and how she perceives things and how she sees things and what her stories are or what her reality are and that I as her mother our parents can't control any of those things like we're just trying to to process our own feelings and our own emotions and look at our own energy so that we have the energy or time or space to help our little people process their emotions and have enough sense for the want of a better word to know the difference between what's our stuff and what's their stuff and when like you're saying your child is saying that they want fresh that they're just saying oh I actually miss my friend Billy today but then let's go on and play and that thought is gone in that split second he literally just thought maybe he saw a ball and thought oh, I had fun playing football with Billy yesterday and that was nice and you know because I've noticed with my daughter everything is just literally black and white and in the moment so say she's had a cup of water and it's empty and she's saying oh you've had your drink and she's like no it's gone because it's gone it's not do you know the way just they're so black and white and in the moment thinking yeah I know we've spoken about it before that we forget so much to be in the moment that we think about the past or worry about the future when it's literally just they have a fleeting thought and it's gone and it doesn't mean what we think it might mean because we're getting into our own story yeah what it could mean um, yeah and it's it's triggering all those um sort of uh uh, yeah um, memories from childhood you know and growing up that may not have been so good and 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 you're going right that's i'm that's not i'm not going to do that with my children whatever and as you say they are their own template you know they're going to grow into their own person and yes you're going to try and be the best parent that you can be um but it's it's about you know processing processing that trauma and talking about it and you know going to a professional and getting it all out there and dealing with it that way, you know and doing that for you. You'll you'll never do a better thing for yourself than that if you can go and talk about it and try and process it yourself. Mm. You know, um, you'll always come out the other end, um, even a slight bit better, little bit better. You know, small steps is you know what we're looking for there. And you know what what you're talking about there, Dara, is this the conscious emotional processing that that you are that you're actually studying at the moment? Yeah, there is Danny Griffith. She does the Freedom Fertility Formula, and she also has the Freedom Family Formula, which I just completed last weekend. And it's the idea of, I suppose, like you're saying, we've been to therapy and we talk about things, and then we go back into to life again, and then suddenly we're back to where we were because maybe we haven't consciously processed mm. what's going on for us or what, what's going on and I think that was the bit that really drew it to me because having been through my own <laughs> fertility infertility whatever way you want to call it and then the the anxiety that was in in pregnancy and then kind of adapting to, to parenthood after or even just processing childhood trauma or different things that are going on that yes I processed maybe all of it but I didn't I think it was the conscious part that mm-hmm. was missing in in that like how I was really affected by it or what it really really meant and in kind of reading other people's works then there's Dr. Um, Caroline Leaf and she talks about the idea of um, kind of self-regulation which I kind of mentioned earlier on or there's Gabor and he's talking about conscious attention 
are there's um Katie Byron and she talks about the work and it's just like the, the stories are tell ourselves or is it true or is it not true and just the idea of all of them I think for me the biggest thing has been my own if we talk about neuroscience and neuroplasticity and that the the mind can change the brain and that we're whole systems and just looking at like we've talked before about you know the, the gut and the head and the heart and our values and our beliefs and just exploring all of those and what they mean to us and the biggest thing again comes back to asking what I want and what feels right because so many times we don't listen to that of what we want and what feels right and that, that's been been huge learning definitely for me all right okay yeah yeah we need to start really asking ourselves that more don't we what what feels right and what feels wrong because we do have a gut feeling yeah and sometimes we don't listen to it yeah yeah and it's there for a reason you know it's the same reason if you're doing too much you know your body will tell you that it'll tell you by getting by getting sick in some way you know if you're overdoing it um so yeah really really interesting stuff there um and I suppose one more thing I wanted to ask you about Dara is uh, like a lot of feedback that I get from students um, particularly parents is they because it's really important to you know to read, read loads you know research you know articles and you know yourself what's involved with the studying and putting yes. together assignments a lot of them will get the dreaded brain fog <laughs> and 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 you know it's 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 a disaster. I it's it's a real um it's oh, like I've had it loads of times, particularly um after I had my my son, my the brain fog was terrible, and probably be described as like a, a fog descending on your brain. You know, you just can't think straight. You forget loads of things. The memory's awful, mm-hmm. and I start to forget words and sentences and and um you know i can't focus you know somebody would be talking to me and i'd be like oh, what <laughs> you know i, I just don't I, I i can't process what they're talking about no, there's no room left and it just and i can't focus on reading or or anything and you know as a student it's 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 debilitating you know so um i suppose you know um have you any tips on what you know, might, might, might help with that, particularly as a student, if you're trying to study? Um, I suppose at the risk of repeating myself, it just, I found for me that it does come back to where you're putting your energy or how you're minding yourself or mm-hmm. what, what you're putting into your body, how much sleep you're getting or not getting, or do you know if you're trying to balance too much at the same time and the whole idea, again, that something's something's got to give that we can't be all things to all people and we can't you know like if if you are working from home you can't mind your child at the same time you can't homeschool at the same time you can't cook the dinner at the same time you physically can't do that yet we're pushing our our bodies even in our minds maybe to be doing all of those things and even if we're not physically doing them we're thinking about the fact that we should be doing them and we're not getting enough sleep and we're not getting exercise and we're not eating the right foods or doing enough of the things that help us feel calm or relaxed or, or happy. And I suppose to answer the question is to start stopping and asking ourselves why we aren't doing those things. And like you mentioned earlier, that you're 
maybe you need to kind of take a step back or do things a bit slower. I don't know, that isn't always necessarily an option for people to do it slower, but then is that true? Like, do we need to rush and do things as quickly as we're doing them, or is there always the chance to defer things or push things out? I know I remember with essays, you're like, okay, if it's two weeks less, I lose 5%. Like, in the scheme of things, is 5% worth <laughs> me killing myself for two weeks? Do you know? It's just, it comes back to to what's important, like whether I want to get my 90% or if I get 80% or whatever percentage is. Like, no one comes to you as a counsellor or as a therapist and go, oh, you know, I'm not going to come to you if you've got 70% instead of 90%. I'm coming to you because of how you make me feel or how how I feel after I've spoken to you. Or Do you know? Yeah. We get so caught up in what we, we should be doing sometimes that we don't stop and we're talking about brain fog it is literally like the body has reached its full capacity there is no space to take in any more information or to do anything because we're just so exhausted and we haven't been doing all the the, the social tending or the self-care the side of self-tending or the self-care that we, we need to be doing to keep up the energy to stay going doing all the things that we need to be doing yeah, yeah. So it's am- and I, I'm really glad you brought up that point about, um, you know, losing 5% here or whatever to an assignment and people are obsessed with getting distinctions, distinctions, distinctions. And like you will notice, like when you go in, you know, for a job, an interview or whatever, they're not going to be asking, you know, percentages or whatever. And, you know, if you get a job, the person that you're going to be dealing with, as you say, if you're a coach, if you're a counsellor or whatever you're going for, healthcare worker, childcare, you know, the child or the person on the other end, you know, um, that you're trying to help isn't going to be asking, oh, did you get a distinction <laughs> or did you get a merit or whatever? Did you, do you know, people really do get bogged down with this and you have to kind of sit back and go, no, well, if I lose, if I get a merit, it's actually OK. You know, I've passed my course. If I get a pass, it's OK. I've passed my course and I'm proud of myself considering everything that I've had on my plate. Do you know? But I know. That the, the whole perception of perfection and what even as a parent and I think that's a lot of where the guilt can come from too is that we're meant to be this ideal perfect parent when good enough is good enough that you're doing your best yeah and that's what's good enough and if we're talking back like if you're going into careers like if, if you're talking to your students and if they're studying and going forward and doing things and like there's studies to, to show that like if people are referring you know you're trying to put your brand out there. A lot of it is to do with referrals. I mean, are you going to go to someone who has like a hundred percent and their website looks fancy? Or are you going to go like say we know each other and I say, Oh, I went to this lady and you know, I just felt a million bucks after I came out for it and she really helped me. You're not gonna go, Well, has she got a hundred percent? And did she do it? <laughs> you know, I trust you because we're friends, you know, and you're telling me that this person helped you, so I'm more likely to go to them because you're saying that that's how they made you feel or they really helped you or they gave you what they needed as opposed to they got their 100% or however many degrees or doctorates or whatever they have, which I know, you know, it's important for regulation and and being safe and careful and all that type of thing too, but it's not good. People can be all those things, but if they're not making you feel, if you're not getting what you need or want from those things, all of that's going to be irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, and uh, you know, it's a, it's it's amazing if, you know, you you can you know get the distinctions or whatever. Um, 
but it's 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 you know it's a matter of at what cost and 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 just to say to yourself if i don't get a distinction you know what's the worst that could happen you know and um and especially in, in in most lines of businesses anyway it's about you know how the person makes you feel even if it's marketing anything at all like if, if the person's very helpful supportive if you create that rapport if the person you know is just just very helpful along the way there the, the, the customer isn't going to be worried about what mark you got in your exam or what mark you got in your assignments or whatever it's a it's, it's a very very relevant point for our students out there um and, and you know i'm glad you brought up sleep and exercise and food as well because you know the way Tara, i'm always going on about sleep and how important sleep is um and i don't know how many how many um talks i've seen on the tv recently about uh, the pandemic sleep and people not sleeping properly and waking up because of all the worries that they have you know your brain's trying to process this at night time and there's so much worry that it's using up so much energy at night time that it wakes you up a lot because it's like i've had enough just wakes you up a lot so you're sleeping yeah, you're not way, i think is the toughest thing for people like if we thought we only had to like if we talk about families you're like okay i just have to make it to whatever date but we don't have what whatever date it is and without kind of kind of going down a rabbit hole of doom and gloom and they are saying okay the 10th or whatever it is certain things open like we still go no that's what they said last time and there's still a lot of that going on. Like, of course, we want to be hopeful and we want to think the best is going to happen. But there is that, well, this is what mm. what's happened. So we can't really trust that. But, you know, I suppose that's why it's more, I find for me to kind of go, okay, today is Friday. It is Friday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think. You know, today is Friday and I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you and I'm enjoying the chat. And. I don't know what's going to happen in an hour's time. I don't know what's going to happen in a week's time. But right now, in this moment, this is what I can control. And even control is maybe too strong a word. But to just, if we get caught in what was or what's going to come and the unknown instead of, you know, none of us know we're going to wake up in the morning. We don't, that's not 100% guarantee. And we've spent this whole day worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or in six months' time. and. But in, we mentioned earlier about the conscious emotional processing, the biggest thing, and they're all talking now about um, toxic positivity and all that thing, but I are toxic gratitude and forced gratitude, and you should be thankful because, or at least you have this, or at least you have that, as opposed to right now in this moment, I feel grateful because, mm-hmm. and I genuinely feel grateful or happy or thankful or sad or whatever I'm feeling because as opposed to that I have to be feeling grateful because someone else says I have to be grateful or someone has it worse than me or someone has it like you're not going to say I'm happy about someone because like not say you're happy about because someone has it happier than you you know whereas you have to say oh you you can't be sad because someone has it worse than you and the idea of of how we're feeling and it's all relevant whether someone has it worse or better that's all completely irrelevant of how we're feeling and how we're processing things and how we go from day to day yeah yeah oh, that, that's another really 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 good point oh you know to stay away from oh well at least there's this and at least there's that yeah. just kind of be, be it's about being mindful again and just appreciating today you know and, and what we're doing today and everything um 
or you yeah. feel rubbish today that you're like, okay, I feel rubbish today and that's today. So what can I do for myself, whether it's a duvet day or whether it's okay, I'm in work, so I have to get to work. But what I'm, what, what's something nice that I can do for myself this evening? Yeah. Or like you're saying, okay, God, you know, I'm in work and I'll wait, you know, it's five o'clock, but okay, I have my lunchtime. So what's something nice I could do in my lunchtime? whether it's going for a walk or if it's doing your mindfulness, if that's what you're into, or if it's picking up the phone and calling a friend or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, anything that we can do to just try and make now that little bit easier on ourselves. Yeah, and have something to look forward to as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, well, I'm known in the open college now to get the odd uh, package delivered. <laughs> <laughs> my, my book collection is, is rapidly growing. Because I don't have to fit into a book <laughs> because I'm eating too much, you know, you're just buying stuff because it feels good and I haven't even got time to read these books, but I will eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it felt good when I pressed that buy button. Oh dear. You know, yeah. I know where to, to wear all these fancy dresses, but look, at, I'm just going to order one anyway. <laughs> yeah, but what's to stop you putting it on and wearing it right now? Yeah. I know I can't see it, but if it's making you feel good, then shove it on, you know? Well, it all I, comes back to how you're feeling and, and what's going to help yeah. make things a little bit easier for you. So if you want to do up your hair, if you want to, in the state we can, please open again soon hairdressers. Like, thank God you can't see my hair right now. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, it is what it is. And it just shows how caught up we got in those things. That, yeah, I really miss getting my eyebrows done, I have to say. I can co- cope with the greys, but the eyebrows, it's so funny the way. And it's not even a vanity thing. It just always made me feel good. And it wasn't for other people. It was for yeah. me because I felt nicer in myself. So if you've bought a pity dress, put it on. Yeah. Put yeah. Not, not you don't just... need an event. Just put it on because you wake up and you go, I feel nice in this today. As opposed to that I've got my tracksuit buttons on the bottom and a fancy top because that's what someone's going to see on the screen. Yeah, yeah, no, it's lovely. I do enjoy. Now, I, ha- I have to say, I do really look forward to it at the weekend. We, I would kind of pick a night now, dress up, and you know, we would get takeaway and we would get all that, and do the hair and the makeup, and try and look, you know, a bit. We, you know, we all kind of look forward to that, and we all kind of do the same. And it's something, it's something we all look forward to. Or, you know, if you if you're writing um an assignment, for an example, when you're a student, say, okay, I'm gonna put like five-year-old or ten-year-old way every week and then at the end of it I'm going to order myself something nice you make up clothes you know something for your home furniture whatever it is you know yeah something to you know to look forward to or whatever it is um so look Dara I think we have to wrap up here so I suppose it was really really some excellent tips there uh you know for students that are finding it difficult uh in any way you know with their studies if they're feeling overwhelmed um or anything I suppose if you just want to kind of wrap it up and uh, maybe if you just want to say one or two main points for our students to remember, you know, if 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 they're feeling a bit crap at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you're right too. I suppose my biggest thing, like I was saying in the conversation that I had with, with my friend on what's kind of getting us through at the moment, and it is. We were trying to think, because, you know, I'm big, anyone who knows me, is I'm big into my alliterations, and I like to, so I was trying to think, okay, energy, balance, and boundaries, how can they all begin with B, or how can they all begin with, with E, and we were like, okay, B, E, B, and you're like, no, that sounds terrible, 
And then she's like, oh, ebb, ebb and flow, as in like the flow of the river and stuff. I was like, God, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And it's like, it is about the energy that you're, you're bringing for yourself at the minute or the boundaries that you're setting or are putting in place, whether they're internally and, and, or even just the way that we're talking to ourselves or our expectations. And then just knowing that you don't have to do everything, but it is about balance. And if we talk about like the prioritizing them, the idea behind it is that prioritizing doesn't mean just me. It's remembering me too. And you had mentioned about schedules, like that we have to prioritize our schedules. It's the idea instead of scheduling time for us and priorities for us and remembering that we matter and that there's a person in prioritizing and there's an I'm in important as well and just taking that time for ourselves that's my biggest yeah just mind your energy and your boundaries and that's mind the energy yeah. yeah 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 brilliant all right Dara well thanks a million for taking the time to chat to us today I know you're very busy um so uh, again, thanks a million. And if anybody out there wants to check out um, Prioritizing Mum on 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 Facebook, it's a really really good resource uh, yeah. for all parents out there. Instagram as well, and I have my uh, Dara Burn coaching, and mm-hmm. then there's the Fertility Wellbeing Ireland. I suppose the whole idea is that it's just me as a person still figuring it all out and still a work in progress. And you can join me on my journey as I'm sharing my learning and figuring it out until I'm in the, the space energy wise that I can support other people and I figure out what my niche is or what career wise that I want to do. And that was Dara Byrne with Mary talking all things well-being and parent related. As always we hope you found this useful and can take something away from it. You can find us anywhere you get your usual dose of podcasts from. We're also available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn or on www.theopencollege.com. That's all for now, you guys. Goodbye.